Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you listen to this episode 247 of the Tree Talk podcast. I'm Jack Neville, and as always, delighted to be joined by Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Plenty of football action to get through this weekend, Matt, with the Senior Football Championship really heating up. We have the ladies, the return of their championship, we also have Masters, and plenty much more to go through, so stay tuned for all that and more. Impression again, we get all with what you put into, it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for pounds worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Symphony in this game for anybody. I suppose the club action is fully back now, Matt. We've no more in county for the rest of the year. Um, obviously, with the hurdles in All Ireland, they footballers fun at the final hurdle in the junior championship. But I suppose it's been a long time since I asked, How are you keeping? I'm good, Jack. I'm, I, I, I'm very good. Just, um, of course, after a couple of weeks' holidays and um. I was away for two and a half weeks, and and um, despite um, a great inconvenience coming in to do a podcast with you, I, I'm only missing Jack. But um, yeah, look, it, it was great to refresh. I missed two rounds of the senior hurling championship, but now I'm fully engrossed in in the in the county championship. And um, ah, look, it, 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 we're coming to an exciting stage in in the respective county championships, Jack, because. Um, we saw what happened last weekend. Um, like there is a picture emerging, and I, I, I think there will be a much clearer picture after this weekend, particularly in the senior football championship. Now, I got to, I got to see three senior football championship games at the weekend, you know, and um, we'll we'll be talking about them more in depth la- later as we go along. But um, yeah, it's 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 um, I, it 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 would be wrong to say that. Um, you know that that's what's transpiring in the football championship to date isn't what we expected. Um, mm. It's it's very very much along the line along the lines that we expected. So, um, but it, it's going to be very interesting and some very interesting key games this this weekend, which would go, which will go a long way, both in 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 the senior and um, intermediate championships in, in in deciding what teams will be involved in the knockout stage and. You know, for those um, uh, struggling, uh, who who may be involved in 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 the relegation playoffs? Yeah, you you mentioned you were you were back in action. You were at a couple of the club games. One of those games was in Eskeaton on Sunday morning, and little did you know at the time, you were in close proximity to the new Limerick football manager Jimmy Lee, who was obviously over Newcastle looking for a trainer all, but. The announcement came out a few hours after their win over Clahan that, that Jimmy is set to be ratified as the new Limerick football manager. And having spent, you know, a share of time with, with Jimmy over the last few years with his role in Newcastle, you can't but be happy for him and excited for Limerick football because we've seen what Jimmy has done with his with his native Newcastle. He's obviously well able to guide the team, has seen Newcastle win back-to-back titles. They've got to a Munster final. So congratulations, first and foremost, to Jimmy. And he, he looks to be the outstanding candidate. Yeah, Jack, uh, little, uh, Jimmy Lee, I, I, I will kill him. I interacted with him so often on the sideline on the last Sunday. And you two interacted with him at halftime because he told me, you know, but happiest congratulations to Jimmy. And um, uh, Jimmy Jimmy is a very good fit for, for, for the job. And um, like, it, it isn't as if to somebody that's coming in that's a greenhorn to the the, the whole Limerick setup. Jimmy, Jimmy has been part of... Um, of the Limerick setup in the past with, with his brother Billy. And um, we saw what that led to, you know, um, you, you know, a transition from Division 4 to, to, to Division 2 under their watch. And, um, uh, like, his record, you, you know, is, is very, very impressive, Jack. 
Um, Newcastle West are, are seeking a third in a row this year, and Jimmy has been the manager for the last two years. And um, 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 what we what we should not also what we should not forget is that he he has managed very very successfully um, to to juggle between managing the Newcastle West senior um, senior football team and the club's Premier Intermediate hurling team. Who got to the semi-final of the county championship last year? So, um, I I think that speaks volumes for for the type of man we're talking about and the type of character we're talking about. He he obviously has that capacity, uh, Jack, to get the best out of people. And um, you 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 can see you you I suppose you could say it a kind of a laid-back uh, management style, um, as we have known with interactions with him over the years, but. Yeah, I, I I think it's a very, very good fit. And um, it will be very interesting in the coming weeks, Jack, to see what the composition of his 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 backroom team will be. Um, uh, you know, from, from, from his career background, I I would expect that he would put um he, he will put an awful lot of thought into in into that. But having said that, um he 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 will not be sitting on it either because he will be anxious, like himself, um, to get his backroom team in place and to ensure that they can run the rule over as many players and as many clubs as they can between now and the end of the football championships. Yeah, and I suppose Jimmy has seen an awful lot of teams up close and personal over his career, I suppose. So that's a huge advantage to actually have seen those players. But you mentioned his managerial style. He He's a gentleman, if you ever met one, is Jimmy, but I know... For a fact, if the if the hammer needs to be hammered, he he's the one to tell Newcastle boys what what needs to be done, and I'm sure he'll do the same for Limerick. So, congratulations, first and foremost to Jimmy. As you said, it'll be interesting to see who's with him in that regard. But uh, yeah, it's it's an exciting appointment, Matt. That is a very exciting, a very very exciting appointment, and um, um, you you can see the level of respect that his players have. We've seen it at first hand. I saw it at first hand last Sunday, on the on the sideline. Um, you know, he was he was there up and down past us, and and um, yeah, look, I I I think it's a very very good appointment, and I wish Jimmy the very very best of luck. First of all, in his deliberations with his management team. And and then when he, when he takes over the reins later this year, I understand he's going to see out his term of office um, with um, with with Newcastle West, which they they will be very happy about. And um, like it's it's coming to a climax now for for Newcastle West. They they, they have um, they have virtually sealed their position in the knockout stages, which is you know part one of any any any. Um, Years campaign and and um, now there will be the work to do in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship, but there's a long way to go in that competition yet. Yeah, obviously Jimmy Jimmy was busy on Sunday morning as you mentioned with Newcastle's third round win over Clahan. As you mentioned, three from three from Newcastle. Um, I was there for a share of that game. Um, there was an event on the town, so uh, Newcastle comfortable winners. On Sunday afternoon against Clahan, Matt, there wasn't much to be said for the game. It went the way we expected. I think, Jackie, it, it, it went the way, you know, we, we, we had known that Newcastle West were defending that title, seeking three in a row. But of course, um, that you don't mention that in Newcastle West football circles. Um, it, it, it's every game. But look, for Newcastle West on, on Sunday morning, Jackie, you know, it was a question of getting the job done. And uh, they, they got it done efficiently. Like it, it was far from their best performance, and it, it was the type of a, of a performance that certainly wouldn't win a county title. But um, it, it was just a question of getting, getting, getting the job done, and they got it done very, very effectively. Now, Tahan for long periods, Jack, they, 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 they were plucky, but um, um, they seemed to run out of ideas when, when, especially when they went into the Newcastle West half, and. Um, <clears throat> you know, they were turned over too easily, too often. And um, once Newcastle West got, um, Newcastle West, as you would recall, you were there for a lot of the first half, Jack. Um, they played into the breeze and they swarmed the Tahan goal early on. And um, and um, 
by halftime, like they, they had been five points up, and I, I think the writing was on the wall um, for Tlahan, uh, for Tlahan after that. Now, for a period in the second half, they had a bit of a bright spell. They got a couple of points, closed the gap, but then um, um, Newcastle West put put on the throttle again, and and um, in the end, um, like they, they won one twelve to five points, and I think they were worthy of every point of it, and. Um, as I said, it will not be their best performance. We'll be coming to it in a second. Uh, Newcastle West will have a real test this 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 coming weekend when when they, when this this week when they face Kildare Palace Henry tomorrow night tomorrow evening. Yeah, we, we'll go through all the first round games before we get in, or the third round games before we get into this weekend's action. But mentioning KP, can we leave? Can we can, can we leave one out, Jack? No, that's the one. The clash of the two babies. That's Group Two, so we'll 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 continue with Group One, but we'll definitely get into that game, uh, the Ballystine Goal Show. But also in Skeeton on Saturday night, you mentioned KP there. They made it three from three, and while we might have expected them to come up, come past Clahan and Ulan the first two rounds, that was really a statement of intent from Kildare Palace Kenry, two twelve to nine point winners over Kearns. I saw the second half after coming from Ballygrand from our own game and really comfortable. Really dominant. Um, Peter Nash got a pair of goals. Um, I kind of, I think, ten or twelve minutes into the first half, they were scored before I arrived. But they never looked in any bother for the rest of the game, and they're pretty much home and hosed into quarter final, and they can seal top spot this weekend. And you know, we spoke about second year syndrome, but there doesn't seem to be any of that for KP. No, 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 not at all. And uh, they they hit the ground running, and as you said, uh, Peter Nash, he got two goals in two minutes, Jack. In, mm. in 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 the ninth and ten minute, um, he was irresistible, uh, partic- particularly in the first half. But by the time it came to half time, it was job done. Um, having said that, I was very impressed with with with, uh, with uh, Palace Kenry, and I'd seen him a couple of times last year. And um, I was even saying it to some of their connections after the game when we were chatting that that um, that there is measurable improvement. Um, rather than suffering a second-year syndrome, what they have actually done is they have learned from last year, you know. And like they, they, they no, they have to face what are notionally at least the two best teams in the in, in the group, i.e., Father Cases and Newcastle West. But what a position they're in, Jack. Yeah. You know, going in after three games with six points, they can give it a right lash in 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 in, in these two games. Knowing that there that, that there will be no detrimental consequences to their chances of, of being involved in the knockout stages, because with six points, it it would it, it would take a seismic miracle, um, you know, to prevent them from 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 going through. On the converse, Jack, I, I, I and you you'll probably agree with me. Um, I I was very very disappointed with 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 Saint Kearns. very very yeah. disappointed. Um, like I had expected a good bit out of St. Kearns this year, and I'll tell you why I thought they had a good run um, last year in the group stages of the championship to come to the quarterfinal, where where they, you know, basically put on a no-show against Monoline and lost. Um, it, they seem to be following it up this year um, with the addition of Alan Daly there with, by clinching the league. Now, I saw him in the first round against the Ula, um, I was disappointed with their performance. They were lucky to get over that game by a point. Um, then, without John Hayes and Tara Tracy, they ran Newcastle West to three points. And you said, you know, um, this is more like it from St. Kearns. By God, I was very disappointed with him on Saturday, Jack. Um, uh, the, 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 the loss of, of Dara Tracy and John Hayes is simply incredible. But in fairness, any rural club, Jack, couldn't take the loss of players of that calibre, in fairness. But I think there are chances of, of surviving in, in, in the championship race now. Um, uh, there, there are chances of surviving in, 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 in the, uh, at senior level, I, I think, are very, very good. But um, there are chances, they're, they're, just, they're, they're quite slim at this stage, I think, because... Um, we have a situation now whereby if they if if they lose at the weekend, um, like they're gone. Division one is cut and dry after that. By by yeah. by my reckoning, it will it it will take Father Casey's to six points. It will leave St. Kieran's languishing on two with one game to play. 
Yeah, no, so, the top, um, the top three will be confirmed with that game. Unless there's a draw, it'll it'll keep it alive till the last round. But we'll get to this weekend's games. But if other cases do beat St. Kieran's, we know our top three and the bottom three will be in a fight out because all of those can go down because there is a huge game in that group, Clahan versus Ula, which we'll get to. But on Ula, they were beaten by seven points by Father Casey's. Didn't see that game. There was a lot of games on around the same time on Saturday evening. But from what I heard, they were very good right up until maybe the last five, ten minutes. And then Father Casey's pulled clear with one three for Casey's as a matter of job done now. Both days have been relatively convincing against Clahan and Ula, but will need probably improved performance. But you mentioned Kieran's missing players. So are Father Casey's, but they're just getting over the line when needs be. At 114 to 17 to finish. They move on to four points. I just job done, I suppose, for that. Debbie Field, man. Um, they're, they're building nicely, Jack. Um, like it, 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 it was, you know, Father Casey's who were so near last year, beaten in the semi final. Um, I saw him in an earlier round against Clahan, and I said to myself, I came away here with um, with um, with the, the you know convinced that, that that this was a team back in transition again. Uh, I was talking to some of the Father Casey's connections after the game, and they were telling me about the number of players that lost, which <coughs> they had lost, and and key players at that, which which we know about. Now I, I think there may be one or two drifting back again now. So. Yeah, look, um, this 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 is an old failing of Oolers, Jack. We've seen it a couple of times recently. Now it didn't it didn't it didn't affect them so far this year, but obviously it affected them. I didn't see the game against Father Cases. I'm only depending on the information that I got, but that 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 appears to be what happened. And um, like it lets Oolers in a situation with three defeats. That they are facing an absolutely, you know, um, status-saving practically game at this this coming weekend. Yeah. Um. So, um, I I thought their performance in the first round against um, Saint Kim's warranted more than that, more than a draw. Um. Uh, or sorry, warranted more than a one-point defeat. I should say that they, they, they possibly deserve to get something out of that game. Now, they had a player sent off on that, that day after 20 minutes, and like it was a great performance after that. Now, they've lost their captain, Mikey O'Brien, to a cruciate, yeah. who's, who's a big loss to them. And, of course, we know we know the loss that Josh Ryan is. Huge loss. Now, Josh, Josh is their coach this year, but um, it, was, it, it, it was disappointing for all. I think they, you know, they, 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 they were so near St. Kim's. And they were quite near Kildama Palace Kimry as well, but they don't seem to be able to clinch it out and get over the line. Um, you know, they, they won't have room for that luxury this coming weekend. Yeah, I I was gonna go through both groups first, Matt. We might just stay on group one and get into this weekend and maybe get into predictions because to be fair, there's an awful lot going on in, in that group. Um, with three huge games. There's no game you could really right off is not extremely important for those teams and while we are touching on that that bottom tier game or not bottom tier but that bottom of the table clash between Clahan and Ula essentially it's over if some if one of them teams loses it's over they're going to be in a relegation final regardless unless Kieran's are beaten by Casey's and then losing the final round and you have three teams finishing on two points but I think Clahan and Ula will will just be looking at this game and seeing you know just get this. If you win this game, you're pretty much safe. Um, what do you think of the game, Matt Lahan versus Ula? Yeah, that, that that that's a simple permutation of it. But if you look a slight bit further, Jack, um, I, I think Saint Kieran's played Lahan in the last game, hmm. and and were 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 Lahan to 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 um to lose to were Lahan and Kieran's to lose this weekend. And Clahan beat Kearns. It could come down to scoring difference. And yeah. in, in that regard, Clahan would be at a disadvantage in that they're minus 31 going into the... whilst the other two are minus 11. So, yeah. in that regard, they have, they have quite a bit to make up. <clears throat> but this weekend's game, Jack, you know, it's it's huge and it's going to be very tense in Carrick and on Saturday evening because... 
as the stakes are high and uh, um, you know by virtue of the better scoring difference irrespective of what happens if Ula win I think Jack they will be safe the same you know I suppose the same can be said for Clahan nearly on the head to head you know um, because irrespective of what happens against St. Kieran so it's going to be very interesting they off almost I'm 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 going for Ula to win by four, Jack. Ula to win by four. I'm also going for Ula, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think it's going to be as comfortable as that. I, I would say two points, but it's it's a real knockout game at the other end. Like, you know, to be fair to this football championship, there have been some very interesting games and there's an awful lot of permutations and this is one of them. It'll be very interesting. We're both siding with Ula slightly marginally, but you know these kind of games at the, at the at the lower end of the table, they can take on a life of their own, and I expect it to be no different this Saturday evening. Then in in mid table, Matt, you have the clash of Kieran's and Casey's that we were talking about already, and you know Casey's can wrap up the top three on Thursday night with a win. It'll be themselves Newcastle West and KP, regardless of what happens. But if Kieran if St Kieran's win then they're in the driving seat, you know, because they can get six points of the win in the last day. So could turn a lot could turn this weekend for, for either team. Um, Kieran's know they have to win, and Casey's know they can put it to bed with a win. Two West rivals, teams that we probably would have thought would have got, got out of the group with Newcastle. One of them probably won't now. If it was me, I'm just slightly siding with Casey's. Again, I'm going for that two-point margin, but how do you think this one will go? You're going for a two-point margin for Father Casey's, is it? For Casey's, yeah. Because you, your your mic is still breaking up. Oh, sorry, sorry. How do you see how do you see um, this one going? Yeah, I, I'm going. I'm I'm going with Father Casey's as well because you know the magnitude of the prize is a playoff place at least, and it, it's it's a minimum of a quarterfinals. Spot no, it's it's a quarter final spot they're playing for Jack, because um yeah the the semi final is you know is going to be a straight shootout in the other game but um yeah I I, I was so disappointed with Saint Kieran's last Sunday or um, last Saturday Jack I I I was fierce disappointed with him and um I I just don't see um now I understand that 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 um. That Dara Tracy and John John Hayes are, are closing in on returns, but um, this group game is going to come far too soon for them. Um, they, they, they may have to settle for the last game of the group, maybe. But um, I, I I I just don't see where 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 they're going to 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 pick up a win in this one. I I I think Father Case is like um, like they lost the first round to Newcastle West. <coughs> um, the, the, the second round win over Clahan, which I saw. I wasn't impressed by Father Casey's that night, even though they won. But apparently that they were much better in, in, in the win over Ula. So I I'm I'm going I'm going I'm going for Father Casey's by three there, Jack. Casey's by three. So both of Casey's there to to tie up the top of the table uh, and Ula to leave it to a final day. If that if those results happen, if Ula win and Casey's win, we do have that Mountwatering straight shootout to avoid the relegation in the final round, but we could also have an awful lot of permutations. But then at the other end, Matt, one thing we do know for certain that KP and Newcastle West, the winner, are into a semi-final. There's no, there's no doubt in that. And probably wouldn't have envisaged this after four rounds that we would have KP versus Newcastle West. But credit to KP for putting themselves in that position. Now it will definitely be probably the hardest test they've ever had in a football championship game. But, you know, they'll be looking forward to it. Um, to me, Newcastle are definitely favourites. Before we get in, before I give you my score, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and say how you think this game is going to finish. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm I, it's not one of my games for this weekend. I, I would just love that it would be, but the schedule doesn't allow it again with three games on Thursday night. Um, but... Um, yeah, I, I I've seen both teams at first hand at the weekend. Um, um, I, I I thought I, I I was hugely impressed by both sides, and I I think that um, um, 
Kildama Palace Kenry have a chance? Like in many ways for Kildama Palace Kenry, it's a free shot. In 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 that you know that they're, they're, they're absolutely absolutely assured. I think of, of nearly making the knockout stages, barring some, as I said, a seismic miracle altogether. But Newcastle West, we did we didn't see the best of them last Sunday. Again, I, I'd have to mention Jack that last Sunday was I don't know. You you saw the first half too. I was hugely impressed with Emmett Richter. Yeah. Yeah, no, very, very, very good player. Extremely uh, good player. He was outstanding. Uh, but um, very, you know, Ian Corbett is just easing his way back um, from from injury. Um, I I thought he was, you know, uh, rapidly getting up to the pace of the game again. Um, there without Keane Sheehan, of course. <clears throat> but um, I'm going for Newcastle West to win it by just two points, Jack. But um, I think that experience and both both teams will have the same reason for putting the whole issue to bed at 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 the weekend. For the simple reason is that both teams, Palace Henry really have to get their senior hurling championship campaign up and running. Newcastle West, as I as I signalled earlier in the in in the podcast, um, they have a bit of work to do to to stay in the hunt in in, in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship. So both sides <coughs> will want to put it to bed. But I'm going for Newcastle West. The experience of Newcastle West to see him over the line by just two. Just two points for for Newcastle. I'd be going for a four point win for Newcastle. I just think they know how to get the job done. Um, They've been comfortable in all their games so far, so I'm I'm deciding for a Newcastle West win uh, by four points there myself. So we have Ula Casey's Newcastle um, to win this weekend, and that would, if that was come to fruition, it would mean um, Casey's and KP play for second and third in the final round, knowing they're both through. Newcastle will be top in the semi-final, and Clahan and Kieran's would meet um, in a relegation decider. That if the Horn won. There'd be three teams and two points, so we won't get in, we won't get into all that for the time being. But into Group Two, Matt. Um, if, it, if, if there would be three teams and two points, Jack, I, I, as I flagged earlier, Clahan. Um, Clahan are at a distinct disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one hundred percent. In terms, yes. because then to be determined, to be determined by scoring difference at that stage. So, um. <coughs> they're, they're, they're minus 31 the other St. Kiams and Oolas are, are, are just minus 11 each so like it, it's it's it, 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 it's um, it's looking bleak for Clahan if they were there to lose you know oh, but yeah, all, it all depends of course on St. Kiams where St. Kiams to avoid defeat and Clahan lose you know or sorry if St. Kiams were to avoid defeat then the loser of the Ula Clahan game is in the relegation playoff. Yeah, regardless, because Kieran's beyond three points. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to play for. On the, this on, on the, on the head Yeah. Yeah. Then into into Group Two, Matt. Um, we didn't look back on the weekend's games before we get into the games themselves. Just uh, want to send our sympathies to the family of Shane English from Adair. The, the chairperson who passed away, I think, yesterday during the day. Shane was obviously involved with Limerick. Anna Dare has seen huge success with the club. Um, his son, Jack, has been a key man for Adair in their three county titles, four if you include intermediate. So just want to send our, our sympathies to the English family at this time. Yeah, Jack. Um, I, I, I want to agree with that. That. Um, message of sympathy. I, um, I knew Shane very, very well, um, and our deepest sympathy to his, to his wife and Jack and all the English family. Of course, um, Shane was a native of Kilfinnan. You know, it was a bit. Uh, there was a little touch of irony, I suppose, the fact that they Adair were due to play Ballylanders this weekend and the, uh, this this Wednesday, and the and the game is rightly off, even though. Uh, Shane was a native of Kilfinnan. Um, his family have very, very strong links to Ballylanders in that his father, John, 
was a native of 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 of, of Ballylanders, and um, you know Shane's cousins would all have played 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 with 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 Ballylanders. Um, uh, you know, I, I knew him quite well, and um, you know, um, oh, look, I, I found him a very, very interesting character, and um, you know, quite a charismatic ca- candidate, even though you know he'd been ill for a while, and um, like he was involved with the Adair teams, and as you said, his son Jack, if you remember, scored the winning goal in the county final, which you know was a great boost for Shane, and he, he spent a year as well with. John and um, I'm, I'm, you know, I was shocked um, when I when when I learned um, at, at the game on on Saturday um, when when some of the Adair lads were telling me that Shane had had been taken seriously ill and that um, you know his chances of of making it weren't weren't great and then that's how it transpired and again our deepest sympathy to um, to his wife and to Jack and to the entire English family. Yeah. That we extend our sympathies, as I said. Um, you mentioned that a dare win over Galtigales Gales that made us three from three, 16 points to 10. Um, from what I gathered, it was fairly even in the first half, but then in the second half, there might have been a breeze. I know there was a massive breeze in Ballygrand, I presume there was a breeze as well. That Adair probably had the breeze in the second half, used it and controlled that second half. Uh, Jack, it was it, it was it was typical. It was typical Adair, and you, you've seen over the years that club, clubs and teams throw it at there in the first half, and they seem to absor- absorb it all, and then come out in the second half and really hit you. What impressed me about um, Adair, um, in in particular, Jack, they they were very very impressive. But like when when you when you factor in the fact that they had a number of players out through injury. And of the team nominated to play um, Galti Gales last Saturday, Jack English, for the reasons which we've already outlined, Robbie Burke and Mike Lyons, Mikey Lyons, did not play. But it it it, it was a smoothless transition that the the the, the, the players that 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 came in, Ronan Connolly co- co- coming in, and uh, Mike Southgate coming in, um, you know, top class players, Mike O'Mahony coming in. And it was seamless, Jack. And what it, what it told me is the the, the strength of, of of the Adair panel. And um, I I came away from Kilmarnock on, on on Saturday evening absolutely convinced um, that you know we we've we've a different Adair team this year than we had twelve months ago. And um, uh, certainly, if you add the like of Jack English, Robbie Bork, Owen Ryan, Mikey Lines. Um, you have a very, very, very serious outfit, Jack. And um, they were worthy of their wins. Gales were plucky, plucky throughout. I think it was level at halftime, level about three or four times in the first half. Um, Gales made some of the early running. Um, but in the second half, you, the second half really, Jack, belonged to Adair. And, and um, they, were, they, they, they were worthy winners in, in, in the... Um, in the end, and um, it, it's very, very hard to see them. And I know you, 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 you will have other ideas, and I will have other ideas because they play our respective clubs. And in, in the last two games, they were due to play Ballylanders this evening, this Wednesday evening, but that has been now deferred until Monday, the 11th of of, of September. Um, and later that week, they will be playing your own Ballystein. But it's very, very hard to see anybody um, depriving. Um, a day of going straight through to the semi-final. I was I was hugely impressed with him, Jack. I have to say. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't that surprised to see they had won by that kind of a margin. Like Newcastle, they just seem to keep you at bay, keep you at arm's length throughout games and just cruise to victories. And that's three from three. And you said at the very start of the podcast, it's kind of gone as we expected. And that was one game we had expected. I suppose a, a day or to win. Um, what we what we didn't expect, well, I expected a Ballystine win on Saturday evening. You didn't expect it going for your own Ballylanders, but it was a complete game of two halves. Um, Ballylanders kicked 113 in the first half. That would have been enough to win a lot of games over the weekend as a whole, um, leading by six points. But again, the wind in Ballygrand was huge. 
the boys to their credit in the second half, used the wind, kick six goals, uh, finished six nine to one seventeen. Again, if you're by Landers and you scored one seventeen, you'd imagine you would have won the game and won it handy, but actually lost by seven points. But puts a bit of a, a gap there. Palestine can look up now. Hopefully, Bally Landers need to get a win. But I suppose, what did you hear about the game, Matt? Or can I pass? About it? Yeah. No, there's no passing now. No passing. No, Jack, I, I, I agree with you. And um, it, 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 it was the talk mainly in in Askeaton. I was in Askeaton both Saturday evening and Sunday. And a, a lot, the, it, it was it was one of the big talking points of the weekend that how how a team could score one goal and seventeen points and not win the football match, because yeah. it, it, it it certainly was one of the biggest scores apart from Ballysteen of the weekend, and um, yeah, it was the classical game of two halves. Like Ballylanders um, looked to have you know um, made the most of the win. They had one thirteen on the scoreboard at halftime, which is a very very impressive score, but. Um, the concession, maybe, you know, the concession of two goals in the first half left, gave, you know, through Ballystine a lifeline. And but in the second half, Jack, you know, um, Ballystine used the win very well. Now, I'm getting conflicting, I'm getting conflicting reports about the quality of the game. Um, I have to say, mainly people saying that it was very, very good, exciting, open football. Um, now, there'd be certain elements that wouldn't like that kind of a game. They'd like it to be tight and kind of rugged and things. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, the general consensus seems that, that it was an expansive game. And in, in that regard, particularly in, in the second half, that Ballystein had the capacity to open the Ballylanders' defence and did it and took their goal. So, you know, I, what I say, hats off to, to, to Ballystein. Um, and um, you know, um, it was it was in the context of the group, Jack. It was a huge win for Ballystine, and it means, you know, it, for them, it means that they're still very, very much alive in the championship. And for Ballylanders, the second year running, um, it's it's not looking good. It looks as if they could be embroiled in a relegation playoff for a second year in a row. Yeah, all the games in these groups have huge consequences, you know, because. Teams are all beating each other, you know, and there's still a lot of the bottom half teams to play each other. Obviously, Palestina's playing one lean and a dare in in the coming weeks. So they're probably the two hardest games you would have seen on paper. So there's there's plenty of football to be played in that group. But in the other game that kicked off the weekend, it was Mona Lean versus Napierschig. They won two twelve to ten points. With a man sent off after about ten minutes. Um and again, Mona Lean are a team that when they're on, they're really on. And it just seemed like they controlled that game. They were never trailing. Napierce got it back to four points with the aid of the win the second half. And Mona Lean got a sicker, a second sucker punch goal. And they're now on four points. And they'll back themselves to win the remaining two games, you know, and hope for favours elsewhere. But probably weren't surprised by the manner of Mona Lean's win. Uh, Mona Lean, like you, you know, they 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 made it. They, they lost by a point there in the first round, and you know, um, Mona Lean starting poorly seems to be a characteristic of them in the campaign. But they grow into the campaign, and um, uh, certainly they, they 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 were they were fortunate enough to beat Ballylanders in the second round now. Um, but apparently, from 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 what I'm hearing, I wasn't there. But from people that were at the game um, in Cahan the other night, was that that Monlin were quite impressive, and um, you know that that um, and they, 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 that that they won the game. They, they won the game handsomely. Um, like this, this 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 is a mirror image in many ways of of um, uh, you know it's 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 very like Group One in so far as that. It's nearly a winner-take-all here on this one, um, in that uh, the winner on 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 um, Thursday evening is is virtually assured of 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 going through to the to the knockout stages at least, and um, semi-final at least, and depending on what will happen after that. But um, um, yeah, I I I think Monlene are going to be um, I, that's my game uh, tomorrow night that I'll be covering. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I think Monlin are going to be a formidable, are going to be a formidable side, Jack. Yeah, I think that the um, now having said that, the wind is in Ballystean's sails. Um, two wins, you know, two two very impressive wins, two convincing wins. Um, the return of Danny Neville, um, without David O'Shaughnessy, um, I don't think you can argue too much. Um, with that, 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 I, I think that that was a fair, um, that, that was a fair achievement. But Jack, I, I, I'm if you if you're asking me for a prediction at this <coughs> remover, do you want to come back to it? Uh, well, I you can give a prediction now if you want. Um, I was going to go into prediction next, so if you want to give your reasons why Mo and Lean are going to beat us, you can. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I. I I I I think Moline, you know, they were beaten in the semi-final last year, narrowly beaten in the semi-final. Now they've had they've had an influx of 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 new blood this year. You know, um, I think it's three players that have come in from Kerry, and yeah. um, that 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 in itself is a major boost. Um, I'm going for Moline, Jack, by about two. About two. Well. I'll give you I'll give you the opposite. I'll give you Ballystine plus two. Um I was right. when you went against us last week, we won. So hopefully the, the omens remain the same. Obviously it's a very difficult challenge and Mon Lean are one of the favourites every year in the Lemon Football Championship. But I just back the boys uh the way they're going at the moment. Um and then the other game is a huge one, Matt. And we mentioned it Ballystine or Ballylanders. Versus Napiershig with so much consequences. Islanders need to win um, to just to ensure that they're not in relegation playoff. No, it's Scanty Gales actually, Jack. It's it's Celtic Gales and Napiershig. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Celtic Gales and Napiershig. Um, again, a, a huge, huge battle there um, between Celtic and Napiershig. Kelty and the Pearshig both have two points. If either of them want to get into the, the quarters, they need to win this game. If they lose, probably gone from the reckoning unless a load results go their way and points differences swing and all that. Um, both won in the first round and have both suffered two successive losses. But I think each team will be confident of their, of their chances. You know, how do you size this one up? Yeah, um, like they've had, they, they've had a similar trajectory to this point, as you rightly pointed out. They both won in the first round. Galti Gales beat Ballylanders, Napiershig beat Ballystein, but they have su- subsequently lost four games. Um, Napiershig lost to Adair and more recently to Monalian, whilst Galti Gales lost to Ballystein and, and again more recently to Adair. Um, I think this this is a is a difficult one to call, but um, I I thought that the Yells in the first half last on last um, Saturday did everything right, um, but they, they they weren't able to sustain it over the hour. Now I thought they were very very good against Ballylanders in the opening round. Um, I didn't think they were as good against Ballystein in, in the in the second round for obvious reasons. Um, I I thought I I saw. Um, in 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 the Gales last last um, uh, last Saturday, I, I you know I I thought that I saw enough of them the first half and in general over the hour that 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 they will have enough to survive, Jack. And I'm I'm going for the Gales to win it by three points. Yeah, it's it's a one you could you could definitely go either way. Um... I'm in two minds. I like to I like to back a draw every every round, and if I was to back a draw, I think this is the one. But I just think Kelty could have could have enough. Um, obviously, in the two Childs brothers, they have two superstars. You know, the Pierce are probably a better all around team. And then they were, they were... You know, so no, they they were good last Saturday, and I suppose encouraging for Kelty Gales on that point, Jack. Is that Morris O'Sullivan made a cameo appearance late in the game? So, you know. Okay. He's. Oh, he, he's, he, a, he's a huge difference. It, it will have helped him on his way back, you know. And 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 what Morris, he'd make a huge difference were he to, 
you know, regain full fitness and play. <coughs> so, look, I'm going for the Gales by three anyway, Jack. Yeah, I'll I'll go for Kelty by two. But I think if, if there was going to draw this round, I think it might be Kelty Gales um, versus Bally Landers. But a couple of intriguing ties there, Matt. The only one we've gone different is the Bally Seeing contest. Con- um, test again I suppose maybe the green mist is coming through there but we both said Ula Casey's Newcastle West in group one uh, both said Gales in group two you said Monoline and I said Ballestine so there are predictions before we go from them this is how we got on last week Matt um, both of the Newcastle and Father Casey's I had Ballestine against Ballanders you had Monoline against the Pearshig I had back to draw in that game and KP were the other game then. KP's been over here and we had both said KP would come through that. But you're still four points clear, Matt. So uh, you have a bit of a comfortable lead at the moment. Are uh, you confident going into the, the sixth round of predictions? You're coming back, though, Jack. You're, you're, you're coming back. There's no doubt about it. The momentum yeah, well, look, the momentum is with you, Jack, at this stage. <laughs> the momentum is in West Limerick at the moment. But uh, look, there's, uh, there's plenty of time left. And there's only six games around that we're looking at so there isn't much opportunity to get a load of points you know but that's that's the way it's it's, it's going for us at, at the moment Matt just briefly and I know we're having some issues with internet so I hope you can hear me the intermediate championship mess and, and we spoke about it so much last year the walkovers and it's just the the case again this year and obviously Father Casey's pulled out very early so we knew who was getting relegated but Glenner after giving Mungrus a walkover, you know, which more than likely puts Mungrus straight in the semi-final. But it's something needs to be done with that championship. The first thing that came to my head is, could you look at maybe a Premier Intermediate style championship like we have in the Hurland where there's eight teams? Because there probably is, well, there isn't 12 teams competing in Intermediate. There's probably the bones of eight or so. And then you just reshuffle the deck around maybe lower intermediate, Premier Junior and Junior A. But something needs to be done with that championship, Matt. That, that has to be, Jack. Um, you know, I, 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 I've been fagging this now with well over 12 months. And, um, like, you, you know, we'd be sent as a hobby horse and all this sort of thing. Like, But, um, you know, and the Pearson got to the, quad, to the knockout stages last year of the championship, Jack, with only three games. While some of their, their opponents had five. You know... They, yeah. they 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 got two walkovers, and we're we're going to have a we're we're having a similar situation there. Mungrid are sitting top of top of the pile at the moment with eight points, like and and um, like that's 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 from you know uh, two of those points are from a walkover, and and you know what happened last year was we we had the walkovers in the same group, now we have a walkover in both groups this year. That's that's the difference. But like at this level of competition, like and Jack, I'm I'm not arguing for one minute about the structure of the cha- of, 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 of the of the competition. But I think you've said a lot there when when, when you spoke about having a eight team one group similar to the Premier Intermediate Championship. I think that may be the way forward, and then to structure it down from there, because certainly there's one thing that, that there are two things, Jack. That, that 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 I would say, and and they are first of all, this system is working, is not working, and the second thing I'm saying is that it cannot be allowed to continue. Yeah, you know, allowing this system to continue is it's just simply a not not an option. Now I spoke with the chairman of the football committee about this very uh, um, uh, issue on 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 Sunday, and he he's 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 quite. Um, he's quite aware of the situation, and and um, you know, and quite aware of the the importance of it being addressed. No, it's it, it's a matter of, it's not a matter of addressing it or not. It has got to be addressed, and I think Jack that that what you said, and if you look at the particular groups at the moment, I think what you're saying lends itself to it, because yeah. like there, there there are two teams, there are, there are two teams basically struggling. In each group, mm. but yeah, as different. I said, doing nothing, doing nothing is not an option. Like the integrity of the competition is at issue here. It's it's a serious it's a serious situation. 
And, um, like, you know, you're going to get walkovers, you know. But, like, you don't get walkovers in your second most important competition in the football calendar. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't get walkovers for, for a second year in a row. You don't get one walkovers this year. You know, that, that the, the whole integrity of the competition is at issue here. Yeah, and it, I know it appears she got through it last year, but it doesn't help the teams getting walkovers. I'm sure they'd want their five group games and whatever amount of knockout games. Like that break from Munger now won't do many good. They'll be the bones of four weeks um, between them and their final game, and they'll probably have a semi-final. So it could be eight weeks before they play again. Um, I think Trump Broadford are due to play in the final round. Will they get a walkover? That would be a huge break to their quarterfinal. So... As you said, integrity is, is what you want there. And there's some really good teams in intermediate. Like we've seen um Nepirchi this year when their first came back up. KP are into quarterfinal. Cahan got into quarterfinal their first year. Kelty have been in the semifinals since getting up. You know, there's teams coming from intermediate into senior and making their mark. It's just at the lower end of intermediate, something needs to be done. But we won't we won't dwell on that anymore, Matt. It was just important yeah, to it, say it. it. But just the best example of all coming out of intermediate are Adair. Adair. Oh, yeah. See what Adair yeah. achieved after coming out of intermediate. Yeah. They yeah, were only 100%. down for one year, but see what they achieved. Like it, 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 It's a competition that can be a very, very good stepping stone, as you have rightly pointed out. It's only two years, mm. <coughs> 2021, since Kildare were intermediate football champions. Yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. So. I, I I I don't know. I I I, I as I said, um, and as you rightly said, um, doing nothing about this check is not an option. And no. I think the eight-team group is, is is maybe the way forward because if you look at the present structure of it, and you know, Collis Bay is Bay Jack. Um, there are a couple of teams actually in Group Two, and they have two points. What are the two points from walkovers? Hmm. You know? Well, so, I, I can I can think of there's definitely I risk my case, but um, um this is the sort of thing this is the sort of thing that we should be talking about at conventions and all this sort of thing. And this is the sort of things the clubs should be focusing on. Now a structure a structure will have to be found. If if the A team structure is one is 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 the solution to the intermediate championship. Then it means adjustment down to the Premier A junior football and the and the junior A football, and the Premier junior football and the junior A football. Yeah, but if that if that like, needs to be done, is, is, is that a case for a Premier for a Premier intermediate and for a, and for an intermediate football championship? Is that is that space and scope for both of them? I'm not sure there is. Yeah, I suppose the way it is at the moment, they're all twelve teams, and and Premier Junior is only in its second year. So that was changed. But what I'd be saying is leave 12 in the top, then you have eight in the next tier, and then you work down from that how you want to manoeuvre it. You could have the 12 Premier Junior teams, just take that four extra and have it a 16-team um, championship and leave the Junior A's is. You could try and change them all and maybe have two eights in the middle, 12 in the Premier Junior, and bring up four Junior B teams. Look, it's for another day, but something, as you said, something needs to be done. It can't just be left like that. It's it been... Like this for a few years, so sooner rather than later, um, we need to start this. Plus the fact that Jack, I have in my travels last weekend that one of the clubs that's in trouble now, and I won't mention them here, in in in, in these two groups at the moment, um, like are, are, you know, adamant that they want to come down junior, you know, but if if this system was to be persisted with, you know, um, that can't happen. Because the, the the relegation class has been claimed now by further cases, and if it can't happen, what are you going to have next year? You're going to have a repeat again. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that as well. A certain team, and if a team wants to go down, there could be underlying reasons behind it, and you know. But I think a Premier Intermediate style is is something that came to my mind, and I don't see any fault. Like obviously, a lot of restructuring will have to go on underneath it. But if if that is the case, that is the case. But we won't dwell anymore on that. Obviously, the Premier Junior and Junior A Championships are going along. As we said, once we get into the final rounds, we know the permutations more. 
we we'll sort all those. But the ladies' football championship kicked off over the weekend, Matt. We had a uh, three games in in the top tier. We almost had a shock with the champions run so close by uh, Old Mill, but Monaghan held on for a one point win. And in the other group, then or in sorry, in the same group, Bella Landers had a five point win over Fiona Castleman. And then Ula, on the return to the senior grade, somewhat shocked, I suppose, a lot of people, beating St. Elby's by two points. Um, what was your overall take on the first round in the senior championship in the ladies' football? Yeah, look, um, I, I was speaking to some Monaghan connections um, uh, in the week, and they, they, they were saying they were very fortunate to get out of Old Mill with a, with a one-point uh, one win. But the, the the one thing about the group the the, the uh, group A Jack or group one it seems to be very very tight now. I was out at the uh, at the Ballylanders Fiona game. I saw it in Ballylanders on 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 Sunday evening, and it was a very very in, in, interesting game. And uh, um, it, it it was it was a good game, Jack. And um, but uh, I suppose in the end, the greater experience of Ballylanders and. You had the like of Katie Mee very much to the fore and, and um, Andre O'Sullivan. Andre got the game's only goal. Um, and people like Trina O'Donnell and, and those, they, they experienced them um, core in Ballylanders, took them over the line. But uh, Ballylanders played with the wind at the first half, or against the wind in the first half, were a goal up at halftime and seemed to stretch the, the lead to five points shortly after halftime. Um, but... Um, um, <laughs> Fiona Castleman hit back, got a penalty. It was excellently saved by Orla, Orla um, Moriarty in the Ballylanders goal. But Breed Flanagan followed up maybe a couple of minutes later and she rounded off a move and put it into the net. So going into the last quarter, Jack, um, Ballylanders led 1-6 to 1-5. But uh, Fiona Castleman didn't score again while Ballylanders got four points. Now, what it suggests to me, like, and is that you know we're in for a very, very good competition because Ballylanders play um, the the second rounds are on next Tuesday evening, and Ballylanders travel to Monaghan, whilst Old Mill travel to I, I presume to Scully Road to play for a Castle Man. But apparently, um, all the indications are that Old Mill are very, very strong this year, and that. Um, but, you know, I, I saw Old Mill, I, I didn't see him last year. I saw him the previous year and I, I thought I, I thought they were quite good. Now, if, if you have a team like that can boast top county players, like, you know, you, you have Sophia Hennessy in goal, you have the, the like of Alva Quaid, um, the Limerick captain, Roisin um, Ambrose, Ambrose, and um, Iris Kennelly, who, who, who I'm told on... on on, on Sunday evening was an absolute sparkling forum. Um, so, like, it, 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 it's all pointing to a very, very good competition, Jack. And um, from a Ballylanders point of view, like, um, they, they, they've, they've, they, they, they have to travel to Monaghan and Old Mill, which will be very, very interesting. But I suppose, Jack, and you flagged it there in your opening remarks on the, on the scene of football championship, the one that really, really caught my eye was Ula's win over St. Elby's. Now, yeah. that's... There are only three teams in that group, and and in in the context of the group, obviously a win is 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 absolutely huge. Now, you know, I I saw Ula last year. I I saw him in the county final, and um, they, they they won a very good county final against against Natani and Capamore, and I was impressed um, with him again. Of course. You know, they, they are littered with, with, with county players. You have Fiona Bradshaw, um, you have Leah Coughlin, like you have, you have Amy Ryan, you know, that type of experience. Um, but you would have fancied all day and early that, that, that St. Elby's would, would be probably a bridge too far um, for, for Ula in the first round. But not, not at all, actually. They, 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 you know, they got the win, which, you know, from, from a conference point of view, um, for Ula will be absolutely huge, Jack. And they're, they're, they're in action next Tuesday night again when they host from Colohar Broadford, who were beaten in the semi-final last year. So that that will be a very interesting game, like in another test of 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 um, of um, Ula. Like they've, they've, they've beaten last year's runners-up, and now they will have an opportunity to beat um, one of last year's semi-finalists. Yeah, it was an, an exciting start, and. 
as I said about the intermediate, often teams that are, you know, on the crest of a wave coming from intermediate up, you know, make the make that breakthrough. And Ola there are, you know, give fire to the teams intermediate that there isn't much difference between the tiers and the likes of Old Mill now pushing Monaghan all the way by the Landers there every year. St. Elby's now will want to get a win on the board and prove that maybe the first round just weren't at the races that much. So it'll it's it's shaping up to be an exciting championship. Already, Matt, and obviously we saw the girls playing with Limerick all year, that there is plenty of quality in the county. Again, there's, a, there's loads of grades in these, but we'll just stick with the senior for the time being as we go forward. But uh, I suppose one unique grade that we'll look at, Matt. But Jack, uh, it, it's important to say, it's important to say that in the senior football championship or in the ladies football championship, um, the, the, the group stages are little more than a grading situation. Yeah. Like... Um, you, you you know you, there'll be two semi-finals up for grabs. There'll be two quarter-finals up for grabs, and the two bottom teams will play off for the final place in in the quarter-finals. So, like everybody will have will have a second chance. Like, but you know what we've seen are oh, just the early indicators. I think um, the competition will settle in again next next um, Tuesday evening, and like it'll be a very interesting game between Monaghan and Ballylanders. Yeah, repeat of the repeat of the final we had. Um, was it? Oh, Matt's gone again. Yeah, obviously, by Landers and Monaghan. Met in, in last year's final, Monaghan making it back-to-back wins. And I suppose moving from that football match to complete our football episode, we have a unique grade in the Masters football are in the Spirit, uh, the Spirit Cup semi-finals. They play Kildare. This Saturday in Courtwood J Club in Leash at one o'clock. Um, and for those asking Matt, what is the Spirit Cup? It's the is it the third or fourth grade of the Masters competition? I, I think it's the fifth, Jack. Okay, it's it's um, still a cup. Uh, basically, what happens in the Masters is is that there were there were twenty three counties took part in the Masters this year. Just to give an explanation of it. And um, each team played six group games. Uh, and um, all, 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 all the results fed into the one table. And um, it, it, the top 20 then qualified for what was the, the knockout stages, graded knockout stages, for four, five fours. Um, so Limerick finished somewhere about 17th or 18th, which left them in the Spirit Cup, which would be the fifth group. Now, the like of Loud, Waterford, and uh, it just escapes me at the moment what the third county that, that failed to make it through. But um, Limerick are playing in this 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 um, Masters Spirit Cup, Cup semi-final on Saturday, as you write, they said at one o'clock. I think it's a place called Courtwood, is it, Jack? Or Countwood yeah. in Leash? Courtwood, and, yeah. Uh, uh, like, yeah, the, the 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 teams have similar um, they've, they've 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 similar records coming into the game, in that um, both teams have played six games, and both teams have won two games, so that would suggest that it's going to be very very even. We know what Limerick's record is: beat Waterford in the first round, lost to Kerry, lost to the East, beat Westmead, lost to Roscommon, and lost. Cork and the the, the the two the last two losses were by a single point um, to to um, uh, to Roscommon in St Pat's and and to Cork in in Mitchellstown. Um, now Leash um, Kildare had something similar. They lost to Westmeath. The, sorry, they lost to Dublin. They lost to Westmeath. <coughs> I'm trying to think of this off my head now, Jack. They they beat. Um, I know they lost the last two games to Mayo and and London. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, they beat Galway in one of the games anyway. Um, but they've 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 two wins anyway. So, like coming into the game, they they have similar records, which would suggest that they're they're that 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 they're pretty evenly matched. And um, I I you know I I saw three I think of the Limerick Masters games this year. Like and it's 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 a very entertaining competition, Jack. And it you know it it, it prolongs the play playing careers. Of, a, of um, a lot of players. Now, there are a number of players on the Limerick Masters team who are still turning out for their clubs. Um, I, I'm yeah. think, thinking of the likes of Morris O'Connor and 
and Ronan McGee for two anywhere who are definitely, and I'm sure that there are others who are turning out with their clubs. But um, the prize for the winner on Sunday, on Saturday, Jack, is a, is a Spirit Cup final against Armagh because Armagh won the other semi final against Westmeath last weekend by two points. Um, so that will give you an idea because we'd beaten Westmeat as well, and Westmeat had beaten Kildare. So you can see it's it's <coughs> very very hard to unravel a favourite and to you know to predict how it will go. I'm I'm hopeful, Jack, that that Limerick might make it through to the final. Yeah, it'll be great for for those players uh, just to con- continue this journey because it's been a long enough campaign, Matt, as you said, but all the group came so. You're in a semi-final, all you want to do is, is win that semi and get into the final. So that's one o'clock this Saturday in Courtwood in Leash. The Limerick Masters are out. As we had said, there's a load of um, football action this weekend across the, the club championships. Starting this evening, I think there's one game to be played this evening. I think it's um, Calbally versus St. Pat's in Group 1 Intermediate. Obviously, two games called off tonight and then uh, plenty more to come over the coming days. And we'll be back with the Hurling next week. So the, the club championships are really kicking into gear. Third round seems to be kind of a moving round, but we'll know a lot more about the football this weekend and we'll have the Hurling back next weekend. Um, apologies if there was any issues with the audio. I won't know until I go back and listen, but uh, we do our best every week. And please God, it wasn't too bad. It can be rectified um, in the editing process, which I'll go ahead and do now. But as always, a huge thank you to everyone that watches, contrib- contributes. If you're on uh, YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. I know looking at the analytics, most people aren't subscribed. So if you can, it would mean a lot. It would help spread spread that algorithm on Facebook. Do the same, like and share and Twitter, like, retweet, all that good stuff. As always, a huge thank you to you, Matt, for your contributions um, and to everyone listening. This has been episode 247 of the Treaty Talk podcast. Thank you. Good luck. And we'll see you next week. Impression the game, you get old with what you put into it. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second been out there from the war court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. 